Welcome to the Tech Petition Podcast for Saturday, June 2nd. What is wrong with my Apple Watch? 2018. I'm it's, here with my brother Clarence. It's, it's Apple. That's the first problem. Uh, <laughs> oh, once you get ouch. past that, you, you know, we can talk, but... Ouch. <laughs> no, man. I'm not feel, an Apple hater. Feel the burn. Uh, feel the burn. Country. How's it going, man? I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. Having a lazy Saturday, which... In my opinion, most Saturdays should probably be. What about you, dude? Ah, uh, doing pretty good, man. Um, just been watching my sports. Tigers within contention. He's about. He's about. I think he's in eighth, tough eighth right now. He's what? doing pretty. He did pretty good today. Yeah. What Tigers? Hey. Tigers do golf's. Yeah, man. That's he's he's actually he's actually back and better than ever, man. He's he's been doing well. I'm not gonna say better than ever, but he's he's playing really well. So yeah. Yeah, I was actually semi interested in a um I guess the tournament he had a couple of weeks ago. Uh he was doing pretty darn good and I don't even really watch golf, but I just happened to catch that one. But he was kicking butt, so I like Go Tiger. Yeah, yeah, he's doing he's doing a lot better now. Um, in, any other sports happenings that have been uh tickling your fancy lately, dude? Uh just the finals. The NBA finals are going on, you know, and the infamous J.R. Smith dribble out like I, yeah, I don't. What was he thinking? You, like, uh, okay, okay, it wasn't that much time on the clock anyway. It man. was three seconds. But when he threw the ball to the guy in the corner, I forget who it was. It was only like a second when he actually got to get it out to him. But so. LeBron was standing at the top of the key, wide open the entire time. Maybe he wanted the glory for himself. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that video I posted? Um, of what yeah. he was thinking. Yeah, I, the like Star Wars thing. Oh man, I just saw the press. Did you see the press conference? Um, I saw the one where LeBron got up and walked out because they kept asking him about it. <laughs> He's like, "How am I supposed to know what they're thinking?" <laughs> yeah, it was pretty hilarious, though. I, 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 um, you know, I love seeing LeBron in a wee bit of turmoil. You know, it makes, it makes for good TV. He just need to come on home, shave, shave his head off. He can be Kimbo Slice. <laughs> that big old beard. That dude's a beast, man. <laughs> okay, uh, let's hop into the tech stuff. So, um, I don't know if you heard this yet, but um, apparently Microsoft is bu- apparently looking to buy GitHub. Um, mm. uh, you know, if you don't know what GitHub is, it's basically a software platform for developers, and it's valued at about two billion dollars. Um, I like Microsoft's been making this big open source push lately. You know, they ported yeah. PowerShell to Mac and they ported it to Linux. Yeah. Um, .NET Core is actually available on Win- uh, Windows. It's available on Macintosh and Linux. Actually, on my MacBook, I actually have PowerShell installed on it and it works. I mean, you don't have the Windows stuff, obviously, but you know, you can do pretty much anything that you can do on a Windows box. It's actually really, really cool. Um, and it works really well. So. Yeah, yeah, the whole, I love the whole .NET Core stuff. Kind of fun seeing them try to port some of their uh, classic .NET stuff over or to um, to their core platform, which can be used on any um, operating system. But I mean, f- as for them owning and operating GitHub, I don't think it's a, necessarily a bad thing if you are kind of in the Windows world and have used uh, Team Foundation Server. Uh, they've kind of had their own platform where you can go and post code for free, which is just visualstudio.com, which I use for some of my personal repositories. So at first they only had like their, um, TFS platform on visualstudio.com, but like I think maybe three or four years ago, they added, um, 
Git uh Git compatibility as well, so you can put up Git repositories up there as well. So mm-hmm. they have a similar product at their Visual Studio website, which anybody can sign up for free. So I mean, it's not like they haven't been doing this before, but I do see the contention and maybe the <laughs> even angst of people, yeah, uh, knowing that Microsoft might own the code. So I don't know. Yeah. So like, I'm not gonna speak for um all software developers, but I know in my job, there's kind of a in like the the people who like the amount of love for GitHub is like in inversely proportional to the amount of love for microsoft (laughs) yeah yeah so it's like like the people that really love github mostly hate windows um so just that in and of itself i feel like like you were saying will cause a lot of angst and there's just a lot of windows haters um so like (laughs) like and and me personally i don't hate windows i just hate windows 10 i'm really frustrated with it so but i don't know 10 is fine it's actually a really smart move. Yeah, I'm running. I'm I'm podcasting on Windows 10 right now. It's just really, really frustrating sometimes. Love hate relationship, but I guess that's been my experience with Windows my entire life. So I mean, it's true because I mean, I was just telling you a second ago they change they now everybody gets updated unless you specifically say you do not want it, and still you are going to get updated eventually. And I just had the case where I was looking for one particular item which has been the same since Windows 8, and they moved it for. I don't know what reason, but it took me a minute to find. I had to Google where they actually changed the setting. So, yeah. Creators I can, update Infinity War. Yeah. <laughs> so I can see why people would be mad about it, but you know, uh, you have to update stuff, I guess. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to spend too much time beating Microsoft up, but yeah, I, I think this is smart for them. I just, I, I fear the backlash. <laughs> yeah. It's coming. It's coming. So oh, yeah. a second ago, we were talking about your Apple Watch. Um, yeah. and as you may know, next week we have the up and coming worldwide developer conference 2018. Is there what? any? Go one ahead. One more thing. One yeah, more one, thing. One more I just, thing. I just want to say that. <laughs> yeah. So, so, um, is there anything in particular you're looking for in this, um, developers conference? Um, this is where they normally announce. Do they announce the f- iPhones and stuff? On, I think this is when they it, normally announce them, isn't it? It just depends on what they're, ca- sometimes they announce hardware here and sometimes they don't. It just kind of depends on what their development cycle is for this year. Um, I don't suspect they'll be announcing any hardware, any Mac. They may announce some MacBooks, but any other of the iOS devices, I don't, I don't think it'll be any announcements here. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested if they do talk about MacBooks. Um, there's been some issues with the keyboard, so I'm interested yeah. to see if they're going to talk about that. And the only other like MacBook thing that I'm kind of interested in is. I'm just wondering if they're going to double down on this only having USB-C ports on their laptops because I on my on my MacBook it's right here only thing only kind of cable on it let me see you have this has this has five five ports on it right so look we have you know, you probably can't see but there's two USB-Cs there which are um what do they call it lightning um, it's a, it's a different technology. You use the same port, and there's a headphone jack, and then on the other side, two more USB Cs. So it's like I'm I'm curious to see if they're going to to double down on that. They probably will. There was a really really big backlash. So if they're going to refresh the laptops, I'm just curious to see if they actually um you know see where they stand on that. And there's one more thing that kind of annoyed me that I didn't even know about. So 
this laptop costs three thousand dollars, right? It's mm-hmm. twenty seven hundred dollars. Okay, so you pick how much RAM you want. You pick what hard drive you want when you order it, mm-hmm. and and it you can't change it. It's soldered onto the motherboard. <laughs> so like that is horrible. I did not know that, but yeah, yeah that's horrible. But, it's terrible. But by the same token, if you're gonna make these devices uh, smaller, more compact, that's really the only option you have. Now, for us people who've you know been around computers longer and know 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 about the ability to update RAM and things like that, to have that just totally removed from something as expensive as as that product, it can be a bit frustrating. I agree with that. Yeah, it's just. But I mean, again, it's Apple, so I'm not really that shocked. I was just like, "Wow, really?" Yeah, it's pretty much like how all their products are now. So. <laughs> so I think other stuff to expect at WWDC this year is, you know, I think they just didn't they just update iOS. Um, yeah, they did. Well, yeah, they updated it. Um, no, it actually it's been a while. Um, it's been a while. I, I think it's been a, well, it's been about a year. Um, they re- they released the big Mac Mac not Mac but the big iPad mm-hmm. u- update, which made the iPad closer to like a PC or not a PC a computer or a laptop, whatever you want to call it. Um. And I'm interested to see what they're going to do with iOS 12 because I'm I'm just I don't I don't I don't know it's I'm not even going to say that I was going to say it's pretty perfect like that I don't really think there's much that they can add to it to make it more but they'll always think of something I guess I don't yeah. know yeah so I mean hopefully we'll get a lot of more a lot more bells and whistles in in iOS and that's kind of the only real thing I'm expecting from the from WWDC you know it seems like I'm less interested in in these events uh than than in times past cuz I remember like being really into them wanting yeah. to you know take my lunch break and pull up my laptop and watch it I remember times Dude, when, like we we th- go to conference room and watch it at work but it's like yeah yeah, it's like now. Even no with, Steve Jobs, man. Yeah, I mean, like even, even the same thing with like the Microsoft build. I used to do uh, kind of the same thing, at least for the keynote. I used to just sit down and watch it, you know, during the day at work. But but now it's like the improvements that can be done are so minute in a lot of ways. Um, yeah, it's it's just like doesn't really have the same appeal. And like you said, Steve Jobs. So yeah, it was just. I mean, back in the day, was it? How long has it been? It's been like ten years now, hasn't it? Or maybe not uh, ten. Maybe yeah. like five. Since, but it's like since, since what iPhone since Jobs stopped doing oh yeah press yeah yeah and yeah. it's like those were like I don't care if you hated Mac if you couldn't stand Apple those were they were just like I don't even, I want to say they were kind of like cultural events but now I don't even really care about watching the Apple the Apple keynotes anymore because it's Tim Cook's boring like <laughs> <laughs> uh, good old Tim Cook doesn't have that mojo man yes yeah. yeah. uh so are we moving on uh yeah i'll take a story so uh in gadget reports that california will allow autonomous cars to pick up passengers oh god so this is not a big thing because milwaukee i think was milwaukee was running a pilot program where there was a, a actual you know a person behind the wheel but they were picking up passengers as well so it was like, you know, ride sharing service, but it was somebody behind a wheel. What's different and kind of significant about this is that they're going to allow it without a safety driver. So no safety driver, a oh car picks goodness. you up, 
with no one in it. Now, the thing here is these cars, uh. these, these cars are going to be remotely monitored. So I don't know if that's better or worse than somebody actually sitting behind the wheel, but they're going to be remotely monitored and a car will just pick you up with nobody in it. Now, I think this is still a, <laughs> I think this is still a very small area, but, but yeah, just the idea that they're doing that so soon is rather shocking in my opinion. I hate to I like I'm kind of even scared to state the obvious on this because last time we did that, like somebody died a week later. Um, but and that like, was Arizona. I'm sorry, I said what did I so say? much can go wrong with this. Yeah. But I guess the good thing is, like last week, some Uber lady driver, some Uber driver lady, some Uber driver in Vegas, um, she picked some people up, and um, one of the guys in the back seat pulled a gun on her and pistol whipped the guy riding in the passenger seat, and um, stole her car, and they ended up catching them in Arizona. So I guess they don't have to worry about. They won't have to worry about that part of it anymore. Wait, I mean, wait, wait, wait. A passenger did that to an Uber driver? Yeah, so wow. this lady this lady picked up some people and it was a it was a, a carpooling one, so you had like different people, like different sets of people mm-hmm. riding in the same vehicle, ride chair. And um so like the people that were in the back, they pulled a gun at, up on the lady and like like who stole her car. Why would you st- <laughs> uh uh, yeah. And like not only do you have to be tracked to get in the car, the car is tracked picking you up. So what idiot would try to steal an Uber? It just but I mean, I guess piggybacking off that news and not to get too far off the subject because I know you had a comment, but Uber just released a panic button for passengers. And I think <laughs> and I, I think they're doing the same thing for drivers uh fairly soon here. But yeah, it's just like I'm I'm shocked that, you know, I know we started talking about autonomous driving first, but I'm shocked that Uber has taken off because I think we're probably the most non-trustworthy people, Americans. <laughs> and the fact that we would just jump in with some random person, not a licensed taxi driver, some random person who installed Uber on their phone and started driving. I, I don't know. It's... <sighs> The the only thing that like other than that, which is a big one, the only other thing that bothers me about this is that all the people who have been pretty much like making Uber what it is, the drivers who get screwed as it is, um, in like a couple years they won't have jobs. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, yeah. like they're yeah, and we all knew this was coming though. I mean, it's not a huge shock, but it still just kind of sucks that the people whose back they rode to this, um level of notoriety or whatever you want to call it profitability they're all going to be on the street and soon so that really sucks well as if um normal taxi yellow cab drivers were not worried already you know uh when when uber and lyfts first started popping up they were really not happy and even governments and cities uh you know i think you had the whole token thing in new york uh, to be a taxi cab driver like People, drivers were not happy. And the fact that it moved to people, it actually created jobs. But once it moves beyond that, I also think of things like, uh, and we talked about it before, but, um, freight haulers, you know, diesel drivers and things like that. Yep. It, it has the potential to take a lot of jobs. Yeah. And I mean, I, I feel bad for those cab drivers, but I do not feel bad for the cab companies because most of them, instead of like when this started happening, instead of them trying to like, how can we one up Uber? How can we do something better? They just try to litigate 
litigate Uber away. And I mean, I know in a lot of cities now, like you can't even go pick somebody like you can't get an Uber from the airport because of like laws they passed. Um, So, you know, they just kind of it's kind of like what happened with the music industry in the early aughts. It was like we could either like adapt (laughs) to this or just try to stop it. And they you know, you can't stop it. It's it's coming. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's see here. What's next on the agenda, sir? Um, I'll take one. Um, wow, this is the only other thing I added. I thought I added more than this. <laughs> so, um, you know, oh, I added two. So we'll talk since we're talking about cars. I'll go ahead and do this one. Um, apparently, Jeep is launching a sub- subscription service in 2019. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? So, so just just follow me here. So, um, apparently. Uh, what is it? Porsche, um, Porsche, and I didn't even know this until I read the article. But apparently, Porsche and Volvo—they have right now—they have subscription models where with Porsche, it's called a Porsche Passport, and it's like two grand a month. But but you have um, uh, unrestricted mileage, frequent vehicle changes, and on-demand access of to up to twenty-two different Porsche models. Hmm. And, you know, th- this is insurance included. Um, you know, you pay your monthly fee and you drive. Um, and you don't have to worry about tax, title, whatever, all that other crap. You don't have to worry about that, which it sounds kind of cool when you think about it. You know, um, I don't want to drive my green Porsche today. I want to drive a red one. Let's go to the dealership. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this, Porsche, this Porsche doesn't match my Argyles. Let's um, <laughs> let's go back to the dealer. Uh, but, oh my god! But, but really? you know, like if you really think about it, though, like just just follow me for a second. So what they're trying to do is what the phone companies did with cell phones, because cell phones are a huge purchase, and you know people are more likely to buy a phone if they don't have to come up with five or eight or a thousand dollars at one time, you know. And it's there's kind of a value add because of the insurance and all the other stuff that's included. Um, if you do like to change vehicles frequently, this is actually a, a really, really cool thing. Um, so you don't you're not just stuck with one vehicle for five, six years or however long your car lease is or purchase. And, and, nope. and you said Jeep is doing this, but you said. OK, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, Volvo and Porsche are doing it right now with the Volvo. It's like six hundred dollars a month and you can pick one of their SUVs. It's, I think it's called like an XC40 or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but with Jeep, they didn't really come out with a price, but it's going to be a similar thing. And I imagine since it's Jeep and the cars aren't as expensive as Porsches and Volvos, I'm, I'm imagining it's going to be pretty affordable. So it could be a game changer, you know? Yeah, my whole thing is like, how much is that price as opposed to what you'd be paying for a normal monthly lease or note? You know what I'm saying? So it, how how big a difference is the pricing on that? If it's minimal to none and you're going to be like leasing anyway, why not just get the uh, switcheroo package or whatever they call it? Yeah. Uh, I think it'd be pretty cool. I mean, and I mean, I think a lot of people. For a lot of people that are kind of savvy, like this makes to me like it makes a lot of sense because some people think of cars as an investment, but investment is generally something that appreciates in yeah. value, whereas a car depreciates. It, it like it's not an investment; it's an expense. So indeed, I mean, indeed. like if you think about it like that, and like you said, you're leasing all the time, or you like you want to change vehicles every year. You know, you, even if you're paying the same thing, you have a f- flexibility 
to swap vehicles more often. And I think that's going to appeal to a lot of people. And one reason Jeep is doing it is because they're not exactly a household name. Like everybody knows Jeep, but you don't, you know, you see the Wranglers um, every here and there, but Jeep's just not a hugely popular car brand. So, I mean, if they come in at like a decent price for this, you know, they could probably significantly increase their install base. So I think that's what they're going for here. Um, but I didn't even know that was a thing, a car subscription. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think, think Jeep, too, has kind of been notoriously like a nickel and dime type car is what I've heard. And yeah. Less so on the Cherokees and more so on the actual Jeep. Uh, I don't know what the Jeep proper is called. But, uh, you know, I've heard per- people use the acronym, uh, just empty every pocket for a Jeep <laughs> because they can, if you want this, you want a, a, a top, you want to, you know, it could, it could be a very expensive endeavor for one I've heard. So yeah, sounds cool. Yeah. And just to give you some more details on this, this is like all insurance clause, vehicle service, roadside assistance, 24 seven customer care, and any replacements needed for wearing to items like brake pads, windshield wiper blades. Ah. And we're talking like a 24 month period. So that's, you know, flexibility. That works. Yeah, that works. (laughs) So, man, a bit of sad news for people who love the traditional film cameras. Canon ends camera sales for good. Film camera sales for good. Now, actually, they did this a few years back. Uh, they, They actually announced this eight years ago. But, oh, really? Yeah, they announced this eight years ago, but it's just up until now to where they've run out of stock. So they're oh. saying like they officially are going to end sales, period. So if you are wanting a Canon film camera, um, yeah, you better search eBay or something because probably, you're probably, probably not going to find one from the Canon sites and distributors because yeah, they're ending it, which, uh, man, it's just so funny because I know I grew up firmly in the film camera era, but Polaroid. Yeah. Polaroid. And, but it's like digital is so pervasive now. And it's like, I kind of, I kind of, I kind of miss that, um, prosumer level of, uh, film cameras. I never just really didn't do that. So when I started getting into the prosumer market, it was, I was, you know, on the digital side. So I guess it's kind of sad, but by the same token, uh, we march forward, I guess. And it's funny, like, I <laughs> I think we're almost getting to the point that even digital cameras are probably kind of obsolete. <laughs> so yeah, it's getting there. It's just really interesting that they're, which I don't imagine they're selling many of these. So it makes sense, I guess. So. Are, are, are you saying that from the point of view that the phone is kind of taking that um, that space? Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. I know the purists are about ready to, like, tar and feather me. But, like, don't get me wrong. <laughs> I'm not saying that a Canon X whatever x50 x60 whatever like i'm not saying that a iphone or a google pixel camera is as good as that it's not but for the average person it's good they, enough it's good enough you know they don't yeah. need to buy an expensive camera and um you know like you said prosumer um for professionals and you know for people prosumers then you know they'll still get the digital dslrs and stuff but for the average person like there's no reason to own a digital camera if you have a Fairly recent cell phone, you know. No, no, I mean, I totally agree, man. It's just the quality is just getting so good and only getting better. So it's it's definitely a uh, game that's for professionals and the normal person. <laughs> just you know, it's oh man, it's like doesn't even matter for most people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is true. Okay. 
this is my last story. Um, so <laughs> you all know Bungie, right? Um, the creators of Halo, the developers of Destiny, which is kind of tanking right now. But um, apparently NetEase, which is a massive Chinese online gaming company, they um they just made a small investment in Bungie um mm. to the tune of a hundred million dollars. Uh, so it looks like Bungie is trying to become a uh, become a publisher its own publisher so they don't have to rely on Activision or Microsoft or whoever to publish their games. I would love that. Um, I freaking love that. Me too. And it's like, you know, I guess they're partnering with NetEase who has bought, purchased a stake in the company and they're gonna, I guess, use this capital to develop new IP and self-publish it. Now, Um, now, now how much, how, now they're, well, let me say, how much of Activision is owned by Bungie, or how much? <laughs> how, how much, much Bungie is owned by? Zero, <laughs> yes. zero, Th- zero. Thank you for fixing they're, that word. <laughs> they're only in a um, publishing agreement with Activision. Okay. Activision has no stake in Bungie whatsoever. So, which is, which is funny because I, I initially thought, you know, they're are, are getting away from Microsoft and the the Microsoft Xbox overlords, and they immediately jump in bed with Activision, which <laughs> out of know, the frying pan and into the fire. Yeah, so. <laughs> I like the fact that you said they don't have really any true affiliation other than licensing deals. And yeah. I will be glad to see them go out and do their own that thing. Now, a hundred million doesn't sound much depending <laughs> because, uh, what Fortnite, that's their purse for one of their prize for next year or is it this year? So that doesn't sound like a the prize. What? I think that's like their purse for like the uh, Fortnite tournament. Let me see. A hundred million. I hope I'm not lying. I think I'm right. Man, I need to like get on. I need to start playing a hundred million. Yes. Okay, okay. we're gonna turn this podcast off right now and practice Fortnite. <laughs> like that is a lot of money. Wow. Here we go. Epic Games will provide a hundred million dollar prize in prize Jeez. money for Fortnite esports in 2018-2019. Gosh, that yes. is ridiculous. That's why that number does not look that big to me, <laughs> uh, as far as investment, but. You know, <laughs> this Fortnite is off the rails, man. It's off the rails. I just don't see. I don't know. Even with Fortnite, it's like, dude, they're making like three or four million on cosmetic stuff a day. I think more than that. It's something ridiculous. Oh wow! Yeah, people love to purchase their skirts and hats and junk. So, yeah, I don't know. I just hope that. Yeah, I hope this means that they can um do some other stuff because i mean i don't know if destiny is working for them the way they would like it to so i don't know back in the day bungie made rts games you know they did other stuff besides shooters halo was actually their first shooter and then they just became the shooter company so struggle yeah we'll we'll see what i'm i'm hoping they get over even like i'd even like to see another marathon game yeah. Um, which is kind of the precursor to Halo, and it's a shooter, but like, or another Myth game. You remember Myth back in the day? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. there's so you know, there's so many other things they can do besides Halo, and but we'll see, we'll see what they do. Yeah, well, I mean, Halo Destiny is on such an epic, well, supposedly such an epic <laughs> scale. Um, it's just kind of funny to see how games are kind. Of, I mean, you just mentioned Fortnite, but to see how. It's kind of shifted from that epic online model and kind of shifted over to something like a little bit different with um, arena-based shooters. Just weird. 
it's like things have gone full circle. Like if you think about it, because I know when we first started playing PC games and shooters in general, it was Quake. Yeah, which is just the online shooter. Like not really. There's not really a story. You just jump in and kill each other. And then we went from there to like the Call of Duties and these these like character driven. We want to call them that. We mind every war possible. <laughs> <laughs> we went through all the wars, and now we're back to just killing each other for no reason again. <laughs> Full circle. <laughs> all right. Let's see what else I had here. I think the only other story I had was uh, if you use Plex. Uh-oh. Uh, Plex has added podcast to what? their apps. So, um yeah, updates coming for iOS and Android was back on the 30th. So a few days back, they released the ability to listen to podcasts through your Plex player, which I don't know. Uh, I'm kind of torn on the whole Plex thing. I love having my own media with m- my server with my stuff on it personalized for me. But what I don't like is you have to pay a, what is it? $130 every year or somewhere. Plex pass. Yeah. The Plex pass. I, you know what? To I have pay, access to it everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. I paid for that for a couple of years. Then I just stopped doing it. But, but yeah, I mean, it's cool. I think the, the more places podcasts are, it helps people like us. So, you know, I'm, I'm kind of glad it's in there, but I don't think <laughs> that many people. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're quite all right. I sir. was going to do this, but yeah, it didn't work. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't know if that many people actually use the Plex um, application. Um, yeah. The only the only time I ever really use it is if I'm like going away on a business trip or something. I'll like I'll like queue or store or what do they call it? Like I guess just download a couple yeah. of my movies to my phone that I or my tablet so I can watch them on a the plane. But other than that, I don't really need the pass because I can just. You don't need the pass for your home, so yeah, true. That's true. That's true. It's the it's more the sharing thing, which you know, hey. yeah. And and then like it's to the point where like owning digital media is not as pervasive as it used to be. Yeah, everything is. You can just go sign up for a streaming service and get it for a fairly reasonable price. So yep. I mean, the hoarding aspect of it is not as prevalent. Um, so I mean, is is Plex even needed as much these days? Maybe not. Yeah, let's, let's get quick. <laughs> cool and uh guys i think we are at the end of our list for today any other thing you want to talk about man that's not really um, podcast related or i mean tech related uh any other uh, um we- i don't really have much um you know I- i'll let you plug the cast that we are also a part of but yeah um just looking forward to maybe doing some more video based stuff, maybe some streaming, you know, and um hopefully you'll see more of us soon. <laughs> yeah, so I just ordered the Zion Smooth three access smartphone stabilizer. What? <laughs> yeah. I mean it's like a hundred bucks. It's it's pretty cheap. What it, what what is that? What, it is, what, is it a, like a gimbal? It's a gimbal. It's a smartphone okay. gimbal. So yeah. uh I ordered that, so maybe that's what I'll try to review for the the upcoming tech show. Um but yeah, I want to try that out and see if it's all as cracked up to be because people really hype these things on YouTube. So yeah, I'm gonna check that out and um yeah, just check out the the discussing trek, which can be found at discussingtrek.com for all of our Star Trek related news and whatnot. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Um and yeah, uh, catch us on um Overwatch or <laughs> I play on a PUBG. Um, my screen name on um. 
on Steam is 10 Ken T E N K E N four, the number four life. So you want to play some PUBG, hit me up. Um mostly play that, Rocket League, and we've been playing some Overwatch or we've been trying to play <laughs> some Overwatch. But yeah. it's fun, so yeah. Yeah, it's funny how much that game just totally copies Team Fortress. Um, it is Team so Fortress. Yeah. Team Fortress yeah. Three. It is. It, I, like anybody who wants to argue to me that that's not Team Fortress, it's the exact same thing. Yeah. Except maybe, it has better characters. Yeah, maybe a little more polished, in my opinion. And the but, supers. But yeah, one is yeah, much older. One is much older. Yeah, but the characters definitely are a are a thing among themselves because <laughs> you know you can spend all day like just going through the characters and checking them out so yeah we played yeah. a few days ago and had a lot of fun with that so we might jump back on some more of that might be cool oh yeah also um the crew too <laughs> me and my brother and one of my nephews like we pretty much played through that entire game um together in co-op and like i'm in kansas my brother's in um mississippi my nephew's in mississippi and we all got on we played through the entire game yeah, so we're kind of excited about it. It wasn't the greatest thing ever, but it was a lot of fun as a multiplayer co-op type deal. So yeah. we, we're looking forward to the crew, too. Um, yeah. We've had some technical difficulties with the beta, but um, if, hopefully we can give you some um, impressions on it soon. Oh, man. Fix your net code. If the net code is good, I'm all in because we have we oh, the man. most issues of trying to just connect. But once it got oh, connected, yeah. it was fun. So. Ow. Yeah, it's really, really fun. So check it out. Very, very quick. Very, very quick. Very, very quick. Very, very quick. I can't. I can't beat that. <laughs> I just smells burnt and dusty. Hey guys, don't miss an episode of the Techpedition podcast. For more information, go to techpedition.com slash subscribe. T-E-C-H-P-E-D-I-T-I-O-N dot com.